Yo, welcome guys, welcome guys. Uh, Steve here with Spike Nerd Culture Podcast. Uh, I am here with a good friend of mine, Logan. He What's is, up, everybody? Yeah, say hello to everyone, Logan. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, so Logan is a good friend of mine. We go way, way back. Um, but the reason I have him on here is because I want to start highlighting people who are dream chasers, people who are chasing their dreams and who have been chasing it for a while to just come and inspire different creatives who listen to the podcast. Um, I just want to, you know, introduce you guys a little bit to just give you a little taste of like what this crazy young man has done. So he, at 21 years old, had traveled to like 31 countries at that point. You know, he's up to like 34 countries, 35 now. So I want to like talk to him about that. And then another thing, he's been to all the 50 states. So he's from Colorado Springs. And uh, I'm going to be talking to him about his journey from high school on and just like how he pursued his, you know, passion for photography and his passion for travel. And so, yeah, Logan, welcome. Can you just like introduce yourself a little bit, tell the audience who you are, where you're from, and just like a little bit of your journey, um, just like how did you start, you know, your love for photography and traveling? Yeah, so I am from Colorado Springs, Colorado. I grew up kind of all over the U.S. with my parents being in the military, especially my mom. I ended up living in places like Texas for most of my childhood, as well as Kentucky, Maryland. So even from a young age, I really traveled a lot and came from a family that believed in education through travel rather than, you know, of course, going to school and all of that, but experiencing the world through, you know, outside the doors of your house uh, rather than just, you can, you can tell someone something, but if you bring them there and show it with their own eyes, they're going to learn a lot more. So I think I, my parents really instilled that in me from an early age. And honestly, I had no idea about life abroad and, cultures and in other countries, continents in the world until honestly till I was about after high school. So my eyes were opened in a big way then. As far as photography goes, I got into photography, I'd say kind of early on into high school, just through the iPhone, honestly, just through having a phone camera. And, you know, back then, even the iPhone 3, iPhone 4, even those cameras were pretty, you know, pretty incredible for the, the phones of the day. And just through having a an, an iPhone, you know, three and four back in the day, is kind of the first camera I ever really had and used. And you know, when Instagram got started up in the, you know, 2011 or so, or probably even before then, but I started using Instagram as a platform to, you know, kind of take photos and just document some of the places I would travel, uh, which was back then just in the states, but later became you know around the world and eventually upgraded cameras and the passion just always grew from there. So like for the young people who are listening, oh, like someone who's like interested in photography, but they don't have the equipment, you know, like, so how, how did you get started? Did you, how did you edit photos? How did you make some quality stuff with the little that you had? Yeah. So something I always encourage people to do, especially who are getting started is to use what you have. And ultimately it's, a lot of photographers say this, but the photographer or the, the person behind the camera is more important than the camera. And 
I think that's even more of a statement nowadays with quality cameras, even just on iPhones and Androids and just any any mobile phones already have incredible cameras compared to cameras, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, beyond that, I started myself with a, a pretty low level Nikon camera, probably retail value of around two to $300 back then. Uh, so overall really cheap for a camera. Uh, but my encouragement is to just take photos of something that you enjoy. If you like taking photos of, of sunsets, sunrises, if you like going to nature, do that. You know, if you like uh, doing sporting events, if you like to take photos of that, do that. If you like taking portraits and capturing expressions of people, uh, just dive into that more. And the good thing about photos is that you can take as many as you want with with basically no extra cost. Uh, back in the day with film cameras, you know, there was a cost to taking more photos. But now with digitalizing cameras and 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 photos, you can take a thousand photos and delete the ones you don't like. So my biggest encouragement is just take as many photos as you can. And you're going to find a rhythm of which ones you actually like, which ones, you know, were kind of just uh, didn't come out so well. So yeah, just experiment, get creative and, and yeah, just even meet up with other photographers and you can kind of just bounce ideas off of each other. That's awesome. So like Logan, um, I also want to talk about, so you spoke about the idea of digitalization and how I actually forgot that before, before like literally a few years ago, everyone had those like, you know, what were they called? Like you would like buy like one-time use cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Like 30 photos. Right. Right. Yeah, you, like, take 30 photos, you, like, take them to, like, a CVS, and they, like, you know, give you the photos a few days later. I remember still, yeah, you'd get to, uh, you go to the CVS, and they put it on, like, a CD for you, or, like, you know, a flash drive. But you brought yeah. up a really awesome point where you said, there's no, like, loss in taking as many photos. And I never thought about how, in a sense, like, the creatives before, like, the photographers before, they had a limit. Like you couldn't just like go around, take photos and do whatever. Um, so that, that was like, yeah, like that took me back back. Um, but yeah, like I, I also want to ask like with the travel. So, I mean, bro, how did you get started? Like, how did you, what was your first country? How did you just like say, man, I want to, I want to just either go to the first country or like the first state. Like, what made you think, like, hey, I'm just going to go to all these states. I'm just going to go to all these countries. And do you have other ambitions as well? Like, do you want to go to, like, all the nations? Like, what's, like, your goal? What's your ambition? Yeah, so probably my my first, uh, although I went to Mexico um, pretty young in my life, kind of just on a, a trip with my church, uh, which, you know, I was real young. It wasn't too focused on travel, but it did open my eyes to kind of life outside of my sphere of, of knowledge and experience. And so I kind of always had that thought in the back of my mind. But even after high school, I got to travel a bit, you know, to Europe with my family. And even that kind of just opened up my eyes as well. And I realized, you know, especially one, one of the favorite countries I've been to, actually one of the first countries I've been to as well was Iceland. And I think anybody can agree with me who's been to Iceland is when you go to Iceland, 
you see landscapes that you didn't even think were possible, you know, volcanoes, crazy waterfalls, geysers, and uh, just crazy cliffs and black sand beaches. It's just stuff that, you know, totally seems out of a movie. And I thought, dang, even, even with how diverse as, Amer as America is, we don't have these landscapes and places and um, languages and cultures. So I think from that point on, I realized the world is worth seeing. And one of my biggest captivations has been with Asia, particularly because I think a lot of Americans in particular really dream after Europe and Europe has a lot of cultures and history. But I think Asia has really kind of captivated me because of the kind of a just, you can go to some countries in Asia and it kind of feels like you're going th into the past a little bit. And right, to right. me that, that kind of excites me going to villages um, in the Himalayas or going to uh, places almost in the middle of nowhere, you know, that no other foreigners really go to. And to me, there's just something magical almost or just really interesting about going to these places that nobody knows about. And to me, sometimes it feels like an injustice that nobody knows about these places. Tell us one place that you feel like it's like an injustice that no one knows about. Like, just give us, like, at least one spot, and then you can go on. Yeah, I mean, immediately that comes to mind is Central Asia. I think mm -hmm. Central Asia is incredible incredible countries that people have no idea about. You know, like Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, those countries out in Central Asia, I think, are kind of under the radar. And actually, right now, a dream in my heart is to kind of get a, a travel business going in the future uh, for Central Asia because I think they have a huge potential for, you know, tourism industry. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know how they're undetected in a sense. I don't know how people don't know about them uh, because they're crazy beautiful. I mean, you, know, you you probably haven't seen pictures of these places, but they're just as good as not, if not better than some landscapes you'd see in Europe or other places in the world. And that's amazing. Yeah, like what I think about sometimes is uh, like for people who have ambition, right? They have like this dream to travel or to see the things that you have. Maybe they don't have the finances or, or different opportunities. Like what would you say to them, right? Like where do they start like in traveling? So you talked about photography, just kind of get started. Talked about the budget cameras or using your iPhone, so for traveling, like what other tip do you have for people who want to travel, want to see the world? Yeah, I'd say do what you can first. I think a lot of people underestimate even the the ability of domestic travel. I think whatever country you live in, there is tons of beautiful things to see. And I think a lot of people, I mean, how many of us have friends or family who have lived in a city their whole lives, but haven't haven't even become a tourist in their own city or their own state or country. They haven't visited, you know, the cool places around them just because they've kind of just become numb or uh, it's become so normal to them. So I think that's always a great place to start. And you know, be, like like I said before, I ever went abroad. I I traveled all over the U.S. and you know, so you just start with opportunities you have. And also another advice I would give is. Traveling doesn't always have to be as expensive as people make it out to be. Uh, there's a way to make it cheap and or, or cheaper, I would say. You know, obviously travel can still be very expensive. 
but if you can manage, if you can tr plan a trip well, you can, you know, you can surprise yourself with how little you would have to spend in terms of uh, keeping your eyes out for flights. You know, I, I've I've done flights in the U.S. where I've flown to from Colorado to, to Houston, Texas for under thirty dollars round trip. You know, wow. just it's because I, I kept my eyes out for good flights, and you know, I think sometimes you have to give yourself the the opportunity that you could travel, give yourself the possibility of it instead of counting it out. For example, I have friends, you know, all over the country, all over the world. And just from time to time, I'll look up tickets, you know, and majority of those times I don't buy tickets. But sometimes if I find a really good deal, you know, I'll jump on that. So my advice would be give yourself the possibility of travel. Don't count, don't count yourself out because you have a low budget or have low money. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now as we close this section, I want to ask you about your future ambitions so you've already gone to 34 countries. You've gone to the 50 states. What's like your next dream location? And do you want to go to all the countries? Like what's your dream? Like what's when it comes to photography, when it comes to travel, what's like your next spot? What's your ambition? Yeah. So when it comes to all the countries, although, you know, kind of lofty goal and it sounds very exciting. I don't know if I would have that goal per se. I think the island countries honestly are what gets me. Those island countries, there's just so many of them. I don't know if I'd be able to visit them all, but I do really have a bi uh, big ambition to go to some of the continents I haven't really explored much of, like South America, which I haven't been to at all. Africa, you know, I've only been to Northern Africa, Morocco, and um, also, you know, just more places in Asia and Europe. I think Australia as well, just some places, some whole entire spheres of the world I haven't even touched yet that are just waiting. So I would love to go to those places. And I also have a big ambition to go to places that, you know, either are, you know, really poor or, or have conflict zones and stuff like that, because I, I think photography is a powerful tool to, to tell stories and to get messages across to the world uh, of places that, people are uninformed about and places that people need to, to know about, you know? So those are some of the places that are heavy on my mind. Usually. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on guys. This is Logan again. He is our dream chaser of the month and we're going to be having him again next week. So uh, hang with us and uh, yeah, Logan, thank you so much for jumping on and uh, we'll see you for the next week.